Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, as you may be aware, Volume 3 is maybe out in cinemas right now, or it's about to be released in cinemas anyway. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back over the first two movies in this trilogy. I'm not going to talk about every movie where the Guardians have turned up, because I'd need to talk about Infinity War Endgame. I've already spoken about Thor Love and Thunder, so you know how I feel about that. Go and listen to the review if you haven't already, because it's a doozy, right? I love that review. Um, they also appeared in the holiday special from last year. I'm going to be honest, I haven't even seen it. So I don't know if I need to watch the holiday special before watching Volume 3, because maybe there's some things I need to be aware of and certain characters and where they are in their life at the moment. But I don't care. I'm just going to watch Guardians 1, Guardians 2, talk about them, then go and see Guardians 3 and talk about that. So without further ado... The first Guardians of the Galaxy, this came out back in 2014, so almost 10 years ago, which is kind of crazy. It was released at a time when Marvel were kind of crushing it, in my opinion. They were coming off the back of kind of the main Avengers storyline. So Avengers in 2012 was then followed by Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World in 2013. Start of 2014 in March, we had Captain America The Winter Soldier. And then in summer 2014, a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy was marketed to come out. And I remember seeing the poster for it and seeing the cardboard cut out in our local cinema. And I was thinking, what? This is Marvel. That can't be Marvel. Like, what is this film? I've never heard of it. I've never heard of these characters. I don't understand why we're getting a movie starring a tree, a talking raccoon, a former wrestler turned actor, a green woman, Princess Fiona, right? We'll call her Princess Fiona, and Chris Pratt, okay? Just to throw him into the mix, you've got Chris Pratt at the centre of it. So I was thinking, this could be their first dud. Okay, well, I know Thor The Dark World was technically a dud, but I thought, this is so strange. I don't know what this is going to be like because we'd had comedy in the MCU before. Iron Man 3 was absolutely the funniest film up until this point and coming off the back of Captain America 2 it was one of the grittiest and most serious Marvel films I've ever done even to this day but then Guardians came along and said you know what you're gonna have a flat-out comedy but the action is gonna be fantastic, the storytelling is terrific, the directing is really good by James Gunn and it's just a generally all-round great movie. Like, I don't know anybody that doesn't love this movie, other than my dad, when he first watched it. He didn't understand the hype, right? He didn't enjoy it, but if you ask any Marvel fan for their ranking of the MCU, I guarantee Guardians is going to be in the top five of most people's lists, if not top three, maybe, because it's a great movie, okay? The pacing is terrific, and considering we've never seen these characters before in this universe, maybe you've read the comics so you know what to expect, but this is a completely new roster of characters there's only two recurring characters from the wider MCU at this point, and they're both kind of alien creatures. One of them's the Collector, who was in a post credit scene of Thor The Dark World, and the other one is the weird alien Chitauri leader that was in the first Avengers film. So, apart from that, we haven't got Iron Man, we haven't got Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, nobody's there, but we've got Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Groot, and Rocket. And right from the start, you are engaged with and you care about these characters probably more than you should, because they're all a bunch of criminals, for starters, or killers, or warriors, whatever. They all give you reasons to maybe dislike them, but at the same time, nobody is completely flawed, okay? There are always glimmers of hope within people, and so even though Drax is a killer, he's Drax the Destroyer, that's his name, you enjoy him because what Dave Bautista brings to this role is something extremely silly, but funny and interesting, and a character that you haven't seen before. You care about Gamora, because even though she's got an evil 
evil sister and they're both the daughters of Thanos, who's the big bad guy, you care about her because she doesn't really want anything to do with those people. She wants to branch out, do things for herself. Yes, she starts off against these characters, and that's the thing, okay? These Guardians of the Galaxy, to begin with, they all hate each other, all right? Rocket and Groot are trying to collect a bounty on Peter, on the orb, and on Gamora. Gamora's trying to take the orb from Peter. Peter's trying to steal the orb back. Drax then comes into it when they get transferred to the prison, and it turns out that Thanos killed his wife and daughter. He wants revenge, and now he's got to team up with the daughter of the person that killed his family. It's interesting, okay, these dilemmas, these conundrums, all of which are squared out because they become the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the chemistry that is there between these characters, whether they are bickering, or whether there's drama, or whether they're just bonding over something, okay, whether it's the music, whether it's the situation, I feel like everybody's going to want to talk about the music when you think of Guardians of the Galaxy. The mixtape, okay, the awesome mix, Volume 1, is fantastic, it's so good, the way that James Gunn has been able to craft this soundtrack, very similar to the way that Tarantino chooses his soundtrack. The music helps to tell a story deeper than the actual narrative itself, and I think that's great because we hadn't had a movie like this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that utilised music as well as it does in this film. So, yeah, we've had the scores, which I will admit, Marvel has never been particularly great with the scores. Like, they're good, they're iconic for what it is, but you never think about it long after, whereas you look at something like DC, I would argue those scores are much better utilised because you look at Hans Zimmer and what he was able to do with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then the score in something like Joker, right, iconic pieces of music, whereas up until this point, you've got the main Avengers theme, fantastic. I do love the main themes from Avengers, Iron Man, and Captain America 2, but you can't really say they've had an iconic score that is going to be remembered for years and years to come, but I guarantee people will be taught, well, even almost 10 years later, people are still talking about the awesome mix volume 1, and then volume 2, which came out with the second movie, so they really took a huge risk, it was a massive gamble, like, this movie was probably the most riskiest thing Marvel have ever done, but it turned out to be one of their greatest successes, because on a budget of $170 million, it ended up making $773 million worldwide, which is pretty incredible for a movie that nobody had seen these characters before. This was when Marvel really began to control the box office, okay? Because now, you look at all these superhero movies that are bombing, whether it's Shazam 2 or Ant-Man 3, I'm really intrigued and curious and slightly worried how Guardians Volume 3 is going to handle the box office because it is easy to say that there's superhero fatigue, but I think there's bad superhero fatigue. So I think providing that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is as good as the first two, we are hopefully going to see a bit of a return to form for Marvel, but... I'm unsure, I, I really am, but I don't care about that, we're not talking about that now, we're talking about the first one still, okay, so I think it's funny, it's exciting, it's fresh, the editing, for the action scenes, right, upon rewatching it, I think the action scenes are edited a little bit, uh, a little bit shakily, um, it, look, it's good, it's fine, and I think overall the editing is great, because it's a two hour movie, it flies by, it's very fun through the pacing and the action set pieces and everything that happens in between the action as well, the writing is really fresh and exciting, and I love that, but it's just, for the action itself, you know that what you're watching is great, because the CGI is fantastic, and the, the kind of, the make-believe of it all, the fact that you have got a tree and a raccoon teaming up and they're shooting everything in the way, it's fun, right, I like that, but it's just, the execution of the action scenes itself, I, I'd always remembered being a lot better than they were, 
maybe it is me looking too deeply and maybe I shouldn't worry because people are still going to have a lot of fun with it, right? I still have a lot of fun with this movie even nine years later, but it's just recently and ever since this movie, there have been a lot better action scenes through the directing and the editing of them. So I think the first Guardians kind of falters a little bit in terms of that. But that being said, it doesn't matter because when you're watching it like a casual fan watches it, you aren't going to notice, you aren't going to care, but it's just me. I'm in the midst of making an edit to do with Guardians of the Galaxy, so I need to pick and choose really carefully what to include and what action scenes I think flow the best and how to make it flow from one scene to the next. And so having this mindset on and having to go through and source the clips, it made me realise, yeah, some of the editing ain't the sharpest and it's just kind of jarring. So I think pushing that aside... What you're left with is a great movie, okay? The characters are so good, and you just want to see what happens next. You want to see where these characters pop up again next. We had to wait three years before the next movie, which was kind of long, but now we've had to wait six years for the next uh, solo spin-off, because we did see them in Infinity War and Endgame, but the first time we're seeing them in a proper movie again together is six years after the second movie. So I'll talk about that more later in the next reviews, but I think the first Guardians, Chris Pratt, he got buff for the role, okay? He was in Parks and Rec at the time, and I think it was... Was it season five or season six? But you just saw this massive transformation between seasons, which is kind of hilarious. And he plays into it in the character. He says, oh yeah, I just stopped drinking beer. And then Ben just asks, how much beer were you drinking? So it's funny seeing him get absolutely shredded for the role. Meanwhile, Vin Diesel is just saying, I am Groot and getting paid a lot of money for that, which is kind of sad and depressing. But... I think he's pretty good. I do think Vin Diesel... I mean, look, you can't tell it's him. Whatever he says, whether it's I am Groot or we are Groot, there is absolutely no way in hell you are going to know that that's Vin Diesel. So I think this must be the easiest paycheck anybody has ever gotten in their life. Bradley Cooper does a lot more as Rocket. I think he's great. Zoe Saldana plays Gamora. She's fantastic too. It's interesting because Batista is great in this film, but he's since shown that he's got some serious acting chops. So I'm a bit concerned concerned that every time he plays drags he is being reduced to something he's not but i think for him starting out on his acting journey he was a great choice for drags the villain yeah not great okay ronan the accuser played by lee pace i think the performance is fine and it's funny seeing the interactions between ronan and the guardians specifically near the end of the movie with the dance off and you said it yourself with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that, but I just think Ronan, he's kind of all show and no go, because in literally the first scene that we see him in, he kills somebody quite brutally, but then we never really see him do anything like that again, and he converses with Thanos, so this is the first time we're seeing Thanos in the MCU. It's also the first time we're getting a clear insight into the Infinity Stones, which I think is a nice little touch, because I don't think many people were expecting this movie to have much depth in terms of the wider MCU, but this film actually has a lot of responsibility and so developing a character such as Thanos very early on to then come back later was a genius move and I liked that so this film actually had a lot more going for it than initially thought but it's just seeing the villain himself not really do a fat lot in this film aside from shout at people and kind of menacingly say how brutal he can be. He, he wasn't really the best Marvel villain, but I also love the fact that other side characters, such as Nebula and Yondu, Michael Rooker is fantastic as Yondu, and I love how he wasn't in this one a lot, 
but we still gained enough insight into his character to warrant wanting to see more in a future installment. And that's exactly what we get. So he has a lot more to do in Volume 2. I like that because this was a time when characters would appear in one movie and if the audience responded well, they would appear more in the second. But nowadays it feels like that just doesn't happen because second movies are rarely guaranteed or second seasons, whether it's a TV show. You look at Netflix, okay, Netflix can say this one character, they may not do a lot in this season, but don't worry, in the second season, they're going to have a much bigger role and we never even get the second season. It's a waste of time. So I think it's great how they spend exactly the right amount of time with characters in this movie and then develop them even further in the second movie. So Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a great movie. Right? I really enjoyed this film and I think you will too whether you're a fan of Marvel whether you're not it's just a fun and exciting movie with a ragtag team of heroes that wouldn't normally work but somehow they do and evidently so because we've had three movies they've appeared in more than that and there's a game right there's a video game that you can play too which is in a very similar vein to the movies too which I love so yeah I'm gonna leave it there go and check it out if you haven't watched it already or if you have watched it which I guarantee you have because everybody's seen this movie go and watch it again in preparation for volume three let me know what you think about it whether you prefer this one to the second one i personally do but i'll talk about that more in the second review so until next time i've been kieran this has been guardians of the galaxy i hope you've enjoyed as always thank you for listening and i shall speak to you in the very next episode of you can't handle the truth <laughs>